Welcome to the Streamline Performance Podcast, where our mission is to provide you, the everyday athlete, with the knowledge, insight, and tools to stay active, improve performance, and avoid injury along the way. We believe that an active life is a life worth living, and if you're here, you likely do too. If you're ready to learn from the best doctors, coaches, athletes, and other leading experts in the ever-changing world of health and wellness, you're in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, it's Nick here, back with the Streamline Performance Podcast, and today we've got Ryan Spencer and Lauren Mueller. Uh, They're both physical therapists, doctors of physical therapy that work with us. Um, Ryan is an orthopedic clinical specialist, and Lauren is a TPI Level 2 medical uh, certified PT. So these people have a lot of experience working with not only orthopedic clients, but also um, athletes as well. And so sometimes what we find is people want someone that can work in a sport specific way for them, whether that be for strength and conditioning or for physical therapy. And while we feel that we can offer some of that for these people, we kind of want to educate the masses really on what sport specific means for us. And we tend to see a lot of people pick positions that look like a sport versus training actual variables and characteristics that carry over to the demands of that sport. And so I'm going to toss this to Lauren first. She works with a lot of everyday gym goers, active population, but really has a high level understanding of what the golf athlete needs. And so what would be something that you would, what are kind of the variables or characteristics that you would want to train or uh, work up to building with a golf athlete? Right. So um, a lot of it is based on what their, how their body moves, right? We have a huge positional strength. And so whether it's mobility, whether it's stability, what needs to be mobile and what needs to be strong and what needs to be able to take over the balance, right? And so there's different aspects of that throughout the entire variation of that swing. And so if we're looking in the takeaway, you need to have a lot of what we call thoracic mobility, you need to rotate your back, be able to have that control as well as that strength in that range, right? So something that a lot of people don't look at is one, they'll just work on that mobility, but we need to really progress that into strengthening within that full range. And so that's a super simple one. We can go down to the hips. Hips are really important in the golf swing. Not only are they there for your stability because you're moving from your back leg to your front leg, as well as that balance component, but that goes all the way down to your ankle. So working on internal rotation, working on loading in these various positions, working in standing, working in half kneeling, working in even a quadruped, which means on all fours, so hands and knees, strengthening in those movements that create a little bit more of a different experience for your body, but also is training you for the various positions of that sport. Does that make sense? For sure. And so if you, you mentioned thoracic rotation to start, so what would an exercise that you would give to someone look like uh, that you would consider to be sport specific that maybe someone else might be like, that doesn't really look like golf. How is it helping me with this variable? I mean, something as simple as if you're laying down and first of all, you're laying down, that doesn't look like golf, right? So <laughs> golf is a standing sport, but working on strength, like getting your whole movement pattern to open up, getting your thoracic to open up, getting your chest to just open up. That doesn't look like a sport, right? So but you need to strengthen within that, or if you're limited within that range, that's important too. So 
I would say that's a very easy one that I says doesn't look sports specific, but there's reason behind it. But then you just progress that into various um, planes to make it either look a little bit more like that sport or also just educating your clients on what they need is the biggest thing. Hey, this is why we're doing this because it will get you here. And once they see that, they're able to understand it a little bit better. I would even say something as basic as like a single arm row is very sport specific for golf. hundred percent. Right? Um, you're kind of training all those characteristics of rotation under load um, with a acceleration component and a deceleration component um, in both directions. And even if you're unilateral, it's a unilateral. I mean, you do a single arm row, right? It's unilateral in your mind, but you're using the other arm to stabilize. It's the same thing when you're golfing, you're doing that same movement pattern, one arm stabilizing, one arm. Or even like staggering your stance, right? You can bias one hip more than the other through that rotation that immediately becomes more golf specific, but it doesn't look like you're swinging a golf club at all. You're engaging your core a little bit more, come off the bench, do it in a plank position. Like do like you can just very like take simple day-to-day exercises and just really isolate why you're doing that and educate the education part is huge. Yeah. So, so Ryan, if you were to, Ryan works with a lot of uh, martial art, martial artists and uh, jujitsu athletes. If you were to um, work with one of these athletes in a sport specific way, I see you do it all the time with um, getting them on the mats and and basically putting them in positions like uh, different holds. And you can attest to what these holds might, might be called a little bit better, but um, how do you train to tolerate those positions better? No, well, honestly with getting on the mats and doing like specific positions you don't have to really know the sport of jujitsu if you're an expert movement specialist because you could just think about the demands that it place on the body and that's really what sport specific means to me is kind of simulating the environment and the demands on the body that that sport will place and jujitsu think there's standing component there's a ground component there's flexibility there's you're fighting a fully resisted opponent in most cases so you need strength you need flexibility you need all that um, but even something as simple as doing like a, a bear crawl on, on all fours, it's putting you from the down or even one of people's you know, most hated exercise, the burpee that simulates the transition from ground to standing, which, you know, spra- for any of those familiar with wrestling or grappling, sprawling is a common maneuver you're going to do and you avoid getting taken down. So like, I don't really get someone on the mat specifically to train those movements until I'm sure that their body can handle that. And really that end stage, like what people would think is true sports specific, where I roll out the mat and do these positions with people. It's more of, that's really more the mental side of things and getting people ready to handle that under a strained environment where they can feel confident going into a training environment that they're not going to be thinking about the shoulder pain that bothered them. They're not going to be thinking about, you know, can my knee handle this position? They're going to know I did this position before it handled it felt well. Um, so sports specific doesn't have to be, if you play soccer, you need to train with the soccer ball. Obviously that will help, but it's really thinking about uh, the demands on your body and how we can simulate that via acceleration, deceleration, change of direction, power versus strength. There's a lot of variables that you want to attack. Yeah. And you kind of alluded it alluded to it right there with um, when you get people on the mat, it can kind of teach them that, Hey, I can tolerate this position again, but, but it also goes back into the programming, the sports specific programming of you're reintroducing this variable or this stress gradually in a PT session. And then it's like, Hey, how do we incorporate this into your training 
in little micro doses so that we can progress over time. Right. And I think that if you truly are training people in a sport specific manner, the programming, you have to be really familiar with the programming. And that's why I think that uh, it's really important that you do see someone that is familiar with your sport and can speak the language of that programming so that you're not just showing up to the driving range. It's like, Oh, uh, my PT said I can play golf again, and you just go blow yourself up, swinging the club 300 times, and you haven't done that in the past three months. Right, it's um, volume. Yeah, and Huge. and knowing knowing how to manipulate variables. Uh, so with a golf club, it could be uh, which which club you're swinging, how many times we're swinging, swinging a club. Going to get a large bucket hit at the driving range versus small, like building up what you're tolerating, sure. and building up the velocity that you're hitting at. The speed. Or maybe there's even a sequence to like, hey, we're going to start with X amount of chip shots mm -hmm. before we do X amount of shots with your eight iron, before we do X amount of shots with your driver. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe we alternate and there's some kind of cadence to that. Uh, that you're doing on a weekly or monthly basis to really get you back to where you want to be play golf because i think that the programming aspect is largely overlooked with a lot of people that go through physical therapy right and golf is 18 holes we're doing great maybe you're averaging four strokes that's that's pretty darn good right no one's really hitting that so you're hitting a lot harder you're taking a lot more shots and the volume of that is a lot and over a time period like how how do you handle your body the first hour versus the third right and that's the same thing with endurance athletes and i know that you work a lot with those and it's huge it's more like time under pressure time under i mean ryan works in jiu-jitsu right that three minutes is long or five minutes is long because it's under a lot of stress whereas we can kind of say golf's not as under under as much stress because it's you're walking you're going to the next phase and you have rest but it's that's what I think is sports specific too. It's a it's a power movement really with golf. Yeah. And so your PT and rehab should replicate power movements, not necessarily um, endurance based movements, right? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I see this a lot with swimmers. If you look on Instagram, it's like a terrible place to look because the stuff that gets shared the most or reposted the most and the most amount of likes is the stuff that looks like someone is swimming with like a bunch of bands attached to them. And I'm going to tell you right now that that does not equate to you swimming any faster. That makes you better at doing that specific exercise on land. And because you're really not training anything sport specific with that variable, maybe other than the component of like balance or um, core motor control but the stuff that i would want to work on with a swimmer so if we were looking at general overall leg strength we might pick something like a trap bar deadlift and obviously that doesn't look like anything with swimming but we might pick a trap bar and only work on the concentric portion of that lift or the up part of that lift because really in swimming there's no eccentric load on the legs right. other than maybe you can argue when you go into a flip turn. And so sports specific training for a squat or legs with swimmers might look like only training explosive concentric movement. Um, and, and I think that that has a bigger translation to you having a better start than you just doing a bunch of stuff that looks like you doing a start. So you can really overload these variables and create a lot of capacity to handle all these different movements and handle the demands of your sport. Uh, if you break it up by variable, rather than thinking about how do I make, how do I load up uh, a flip turn type of position? That's it's almost impossible, but um, you know, we, we can take the demands of the sport and really overlo overload the characteristics and, and the variables associated with it to 
create a sport specific outcome and create better performance with our athletes. So, yeah. Cool. And I mean, I would say the other thing that you, that we all do differently is we assess the actual sport and see what they're doing. There's definitely like the movement component. You have to right. be good at, at looking how the person moves <laughs> yeah. um, and identifying where they need to work. Mm -hmm. But uh, to train for Ryan, to train, um, you know, a triangle type of a position with jujitsu, that's going to be stuff that number one, he's going to want to see how they, how they do it and when they get symptoms, how long they can do it for before they get symptoms. But he's also going to say, let's train stuff that looks like basic hamstring and anterior tib strength. Right. Yeah, exactly. And um, just thinking about that's one thing that jumped out to me when I first started training is it, you know, being having the knowledge of anatomy and physiology and just it was kind of eye opening to think about which muscles I'm not as strong in when it's different demand on the body. And there's going to be variables in any sport that you can't prepare for. And that's where the mental side of things, I think, is overlooked. Um, so really, when you're getting back to your sport, you got to think about where in the spectrum of return to play you are, because at some point, like you guys were alluding to, you want to get back on the golf course and maybe that's not hitting 300 balls, but starting with 50 and seeing how you respond because the response is also a great indicator of where you're at, where you may feel fine during the swing, but then later that night when you're going to bed, you start to feel something, right? So you got to make sure that your body is ready for the demand of that sport. And if you're training appropriately and programming appropriately, um, you're going to have less apprehension going there and you're going to know confident that I can get back to this. Awesome. Well, that's all the time we got for today. Thanks for uh, hopping on the podcast, guys. If you guys want to learn more about Ryan and Lauren, um, you can jump over to our website. It's www.ptstreamline.com. Um, there's a little about section where you can learn about all of our therapists and um, the cool stuff that these guys do on a daily basis to, to help people not only feel better, but perform better too. Um, we'll see you guys on the next one.